Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. I'm going to recycle a joke. Oh? Yeah. Let's hear it, Kyle. Hey, hey, Kings. When we said to to beat the Nets last night, we just meant Brooklyn, not the ones in the rims. You didn't have to you didn't have to also take out those Nets. That wasn't very nice. Yeah. They did not treat their their guests very uh, cordially. As Sacramento Kings beat the Nets 133 to 113 last night at the Golden One Center, they set a franchise record for made threes in a game. And James Ham, that's him. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're hanging out with you until noon. We got Kings talk. We got the Niners punching their playoff tickets. We have another PS5 to give away, courtesy of our friends at Jiffy Lube. Mm-hmm. We have the Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game, as Jiffy Lube is bringing a ton of light to this holiday season by just giving stuff away. They are so generous. We're they are. happy to participate. But I thought last night, James, was perfect modern offensive basketball by the Kings. Like, you can't, I don't think you can do offense better than they did it last night. And it's not just because they made threes. They were getting open looks. They were executing. They weren't turning the ball over. They had 38 assists. And we talked about it before the game. Like, just run your offense. Stop trying to mess around. Just get into your offense and go. And we saw it last night, and we saw, to me, a maximized version of of the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. Like, I, I hate to give props to to George Carl because um, he wasn't very nice when he was Sacramento Kings head coach. <laughs> but I will tell you that, like, a lot of what we see now—the dribble, drive, motion, offense—you know, attack the paint, kick to the corners. Kings shot nine of eleven from corner threes last night. Man, like they were on fire because it's it's the highest like rated shot in the league, yeah. right? So when you shoot that high on a three-point shot, and that's just crazy talk. And you're right, it's modern basketball. Uh, you know, shout out to Vance Wahlberg who helped design the dribble drive motion offense at uh what Clovis West High School? Clovis High School? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Fresno. So, yeah, yeah I I'm but it is. It's modern basketball. Like the ball hopped from one hand to the next. 38 assists, Kyle. Like it was beautiful basketball. That's it. Beautiful it was, basketball. And and I, <laughs> I have a running I have a running joke at, at my old station that I made up the phrase "make or miss league," 
because I, I kind of hate that phrase, but I also, at the same time, I love it because I get it. And I get the Kings aren't going to make 25 threes every night because the shots just don't always go down like yeah. that. But it's hard for me to watch a game like last night. And the Nets weren't bad coming in. I think the Nets were a half game worse than the Kings. They were 12 and 9. And granted, we talked about it. I think the Magic were the only team that was a top six seed that they had beaten this year. But that the Kings go out and and perform like that and you start to see the pieces fall into place and, oh, hey, there's Keegan Murray looking like the player that that we thought he could and maybe should be by the end of this season, looking like that now, looking like the back injuries behind him. And you start to see, and then you look up and you're going, okay, it's Oklahoma City, that's a young team. Okay, it's the Timberwolves. How much are we buying what, what they're doing in Minnesota? I, I'm personally buying it, but if they fell off a cliff and lost 8 of 10, would it shock anybody? Probably not. And then you're looking at the Nuggets, who Jamal Murray's hurt again, hurt his ankle last night. And all of a sudden, it's like, man, is there... <laughs> it feels like there's a path to the number one seed for Sacramento. If, not if they make 25 threes a game, because of course... But if they just play like they did last night and they get the contributions they did last night from Malik Monk and and the bench and, and Trey Lyles specifically, you mm-hmm. get Keegan Murray looking the way he looked. Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis were, were themselves. It's, it's easy for me in that instance to go, oh yeah, this is one of the two best teams in the Western Conference. Okay. Maybe the best team in the Western Conference. You got I, like I I see where you're going. There is a pathway for them to be the best team in the Western Conference. The best regular season yeah, yeah, team yeah. in the yeah, Western yeah. Conference. Now, what that means down the road, we don't know yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like this team has to continue to prove it, and that's that's kind of where we are, right? Like when you've only done it once, when you you're just a a team that's starting to grow into who you might be, you need to show that you can do it more than one time. That yeah. you can that you can maybe do it Three times. Mm-hmm. Um, but for right now, like, look, this is a team that last season, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, they couldn't get over this hump that was a magical, like, f- they were four games over 500. And yeah. they, they did that, like, eight times. Yeah, you went through all of them. <laughs> it was yeah, It nuts. was, like, again and again and again and again. <laughs> they got to five games over 500 last night. Mm-hmm. A- and to me, that's, like, one of these things where that's no longer a barrier. So what's the mm-hmm. next barrier? And, you know, I think the next barrier is your ability to – look like a reasonable basketball team on the second night of a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And that's what they'll face tonight when they go down to Los Angeles and play the Clippers. Yeah, You got to show that, you know, every team has back-to-backs. You can't just write off 15 back-to-backs and say, oh, we're going to lose all of those. Mm-hmm. You can't lose 15 <laughs> games just because. <laughs> but be tough. there are certain things that the Kings are doing right now that we pointed to. Um, number one, they're winning at home. They're mm-hmm. seven and three at home. You run a 70% win percentage at home you're going to win 50-something games. Mm-hmm. That's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, you brought up Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray looked, he looked like what we were, like what was advertised. Yep. Like, that's what that was. That was like, oh, that, oh. That dunk on Giles was, that's that's the kind of hops that you're, like, oh, that yeah. wasn't just, that wasn't, he like stopped two feet, elevated, that was Shout nice. out to my guy Harry Giles. Yeah. Shout out to my guy Harry. Glad was, he got glad glad he got that ovation. That was oh cool. yeah, yeah. Was People really in cool. Sacramento love him, and I'm glad he got on the court. Um, you know, the only way you were getting him on the court was to to beat that team soundly because that's just what how his season's going right now. Um, but yeah, like really, really impressive team win. There were so many elements to that victory. So many different players stepped up in big moments, 
And, uh, you know, whether it was Keegan, whether it was Malik Monk just being a star, uh, De'Aaron Fox going for like an easy 29, uh, Demonis Sabonis ripped down, what, 16, 17 rebounds. There were so many different elements to this game where, okay, Kyle, like, I can see right. where you're going. Right. I can you see, see where you're going. You see it. I said I had the wrong score written down. 131-118 was the final. Okay. I don't know where I got. I think I think the threes from last night got in my brain. I had 133-113 written down. Oh. So I think it was just all the threes just kept, oh, they just hit another one. 26. Uh, that may no, have been I, me making a mistake <laughs> in the rundown. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 I definitely did that one. That's on, that's on me. Foul on me. Uh, that's the my flag. first. I got fouls to give though. I got throw fouls to give. That's the flag. Uh, that was one of my favorite things. I was playing pickup when I lived in Arizona and this guy just got beat on a drive and he just reaches over and just hacks the heck out of the guy. And you know, the guy goes, I'll take that foul. And the guy goes, it's all right. I got fouls to give. And I just thought that was a really funny thing to say in a in a pickup setting. So, uh, no, big win for the Kings last night. We will continue digging into that. A big win for the 49ers last night as well. The legend, Tommy DeVito, leads the Giants back to a 24-22 victory over the Green Bay Packers. Oh. Uh, the Packers' loss punched the Niners' ticket to the playoffs. So, if anybody had any doubt <laughs> that the Niners were going to make the postseason... They would have clinched the NFC West next week with a win over the Cardinals. They're boy. in the playoffs. They clinched talk, it a week earlier than they did last year. Talk about backing into the playoffs, Kyle. Yeah, boy, it's, that's not how you want to do it. That's not how you want to do all. it. <laughs> the back of uh, DeVito. There we go. I, well, do, I don't. I don't know how, how much that, that was. A last night was the the TV plus phone plus laptop combo. For me, yeah. Why did we have two Monday night games? I didn't understand that. Strange. I don't. I don't either. Would you? Would you take two Monday night games every week if they eliminated Thursday night football? Oh yes, I would too. Yes, yes. You would need to do like a four thirty and then a seven o'clock kick though. Yeah, yeah. So you'd have to have one West Coast game. Yeah, and then one East Coast game. Yeah, or Central, whatever. That's probably yeah. the. That's probably the deterrent from making that a regular thing is because schedule-wise it would be so hard because it would need to be in the Western time zone if you're starting it at 7 p.m. Yeah, well, there's going to be a huge amount of football fans that just aren't going to stay up for a game that starts at 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, no. And you have, you have so if you're going Western time zone, you have the Cardinals for like half the season, the 49ers, the Raiders, two LA teams, and the Seahawks. Yeah. You have like six teams to cover Monday nights for a whole year. That's just not going to fly. No, that's not enough. But it was fine. I, I thought it was okay for the most part. I don't like watching the Titans. They were the phone game. They've been <laughs> really, really boring for going on like, I, I don't know, like a decade and a half, I, two decades. I respect it. They win games. I, I started out at USA Today Sports Media doing Titans Wire. Oh, yeah. I've watched a ton of Titans football. I still have a ton of friends who follow the or who are Titans fans, and I follow them, and I keep up with the team. They are so boring. They are, and you know, we missed this yesterday, but uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Frank Wycheck's family, mm, yeah. who, who passed away that over the weekend really at what, brutal. like 52 years old. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, the Motor City Miracle? Is that what they called that? Music City Miracle. Music City. Music Motor City is Detroit. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. Music City mir Miracle. Yeah, Frank Wycheck was a huge part of that. Yeah, one of the most famous boys in NFL history. Yeah. And I, a, I beloved mean, a beloved member of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, just absolutely tragic. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Very sad. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Titans pulled out a win last night. 
They beat the Dolphins, and we got to talk about the Dolphins. Jesse Tapia is not here today, oh. so we're talking about the Dolphins. Yeah, what a- they blew a 14-point lead with less than three minutes to go. All right. Before last night and since 2016, let me make sure I have this number right. I believe teams were, here it is, 700 and oh, yeah. <laughs> 700 and I don't have the- Was the, it 64? Oh, now, why does that stick out in my head? You put the number- seven, no, 726 wasn't right, though. I saw the, the person tweeted the wrong stat. So whatever the number was, they were almost 800 and oh when leading by 14 with less than three minutes to go and the Dolphins blew a lead last night. Wow. That's tough. That's a tough way to go out. And not even against, like, an offensive juggernaut. No. No. It's a rookie quarterback. Titans. Rookie quarterback. It's a Tennessee Titans. It's not a good defense. I think, though, last night you saw Tyreek Hill's MVP case for real, for real. Yeah. He's banged up. He's not playing a full load of snaps. He's not as effective as he is. And you see that offense just collapse on itself. My uh, my brother needed five yards from HN in the final minute to uh, to make it to the fantasy football playoffs. He ended up getting it, and he won by .08 to make the playoffs. Wow. .08. Congrats. There it is. That's incredible. Hey, let's give our Jiffy Lube Fast Break player the game before we hit our first break. We will get to your six quick thoughts on last night's game after this. Who are you going with for the player of the game? The password is Monk. Malik Monk, Monk, player of the game. Am I wrong? No, that's right. That's 100% correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Malik Monk was really freaking good last night. He we was need to have really a conversation really. about Malik Monk. We do. We do. Um, 21 points, 9 assists, and looks like a lead guard, man. Yeah, he looks like a really, really good player. Yeah. That... that 360 spin move layup, uh, like $5 million move, three-cent finish, um, where he missed. <laughs> sure. uh, that that was frustrating for him. But the Tomahawk, whoo. He is uh, having quite a year. We have to have a Malik Monk conversation. But let's dig into this Kings 131-118 over the win, uh, win over the Nets with James Hampton. Six quick thoughts. That's coming up next on ESPN 1320. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. All right, before we get to six quick thoughts, head over to ESPN1320.com right now. There's a Jiffy Lube logo right there front and center on the front page. You can't miss it. Click on that logo and enter the code word MONK, M-O-N-K. It's code word MONK to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. Our friends at Jiffy Lube giving away a $100 gift certificate after each and every Sacramento Kings game right here on the Insiders. Today's password is Monk. Monk. Yeah, 21 and 9 from Malik Monk last night. Let's put a pin in that conversation, though. And let's, uh, excuse me, let's get to James Ham's six quick thoughts from the Kings 131-118 win over the Brooklyn Nets. Six quick thoughts. Uh, Number one. Got it rolling. Keegan Murray had a quiet first half, but he came out aggressive after the intermission, put up big numbers. Uh, 13 of his 24 points came in the third quarter. He had a three rebounds. Uh, he's starting to assert himself, Kyle. This is exactly... Even Mike Brown in pregame had this funny this funny thing when someone asked him about Keegan, uh, Keegan 
kind of shaking him off in the previous game and just going after it. And he's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I think people saw last night. They're like, oh, he's got way more game. And he's starting to show he's got way more game against really long and athletic defenders. So mm-hmm. super impressive and impressive on both ends of the court. After the game, Mike Brown said, hey, I think we have an elite two-way player. Look at that. You hope so. Like, that's that's the goal. And if that's the case, it changes a lot of the conversation about the Kings for me. That was the most, the single most important thing that happened last night. You make 25 threes in a game, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They peaked offensively last night. Like, you can't do much better than they did last night offensively. But you're looking for sustainability, right? And what Keegan Murray did last night, 9 of 13, 4 of 4 from beyond the arc, few rebounds, few assists. Uh, he goes for 24 points, no turnovers for him, playing really good defense. That is the version of Keegan Murray that had people excited about the Kings for this season. Yeah. That was going to be their big offseason acquisition was like, hey, get De'Aaron Fox, taking another little step forward. You're getting this version of Malik Monk, and you get Keegan Murray making that second-year leap. Now all of a sudden you're working with something. Yeah. That's that's what was encouraging to me. Yeah, and he played defense on Mikhail Bridges. Bridges finished 6 of 13 from the field. Um you know, he had a decent night, 22 points, but five turnovers, only five assists, five rebounds. Not not super impactful. Yeah, and the big thing I'll circle too is the field goal attempts. He he held Mikel Bridges to just 13 field goal attempts. Mm-hmm. I know the prize pick number last night was 18 and a half. Yeah, he's averaging, for this season, he's averaging 17. Yeah, yeah, so you were able to limit him by not giving him all those chances. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. Really nice job by Keegan. Number two. Uh, number two, electric. Malik Monk is more than the first player off the bench for the Kings. He, uh, he may even be the beating heart of the club. Hmm. Um, Monk started hitting his three-point shot early and set up his teammates, f- finished with 21 points on 4-7 from deep to go at nine assists. Man, he's electric, man. He is crazy good. Really good player. I have questions about him and his future oh. that we can discuss later. Number three. Oh, you're going to make people sad, aren't you? No, not so. I'm just. I got questions, dog. <laughs> More. It's. It's not. It's not to me. It is about the philosophy of of team building and and this team specifically. Yeah. Number yeah, three. Yeah. Totally. Uh, steady. Uh, De'Aaron Fox continues to plug away at an elite level. Like, look, when he coasts into 29 points, not only that, five of ten from three. Kyle added eight assists. Like, this is a superstar, and now you're starting to depend on him for, well, not even depend, just write in pen superstar numbers. Yep. Like, if you can write in in a Sharpie 29 points and 8 assists, the Kings are going to be really, really difficult to beat. We said before the year, if he gets to 37, 38% from three, he is going to be nigh impossible to guard. He's at 37.9. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he is nigh impossible to guard. <laughs> yeah, and I know Sabonis talked about it in, in the locker room. He said, look, if he hits those threes, what's different now is I don't have to set up three screens. Yes. Like it's one screen. They can't go under the screen anymore. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to go under, barbecue chicken. And the second they start going over the screen, that's when he gets downhill. And I think they're in a spot now, and we gotta we got to move a little bit here, but I think they're in a spot now where – Okay, you get into a playoff situation where your offense is getting gummed up a little bit mm-hmm. and their defense is throwing a curveball that you weren't ready for. You just spam Darren Fox pick and roll. Yeah, just the do whole it. Game. Just let him cook. Yep. Uh, number number four, four, we've got stacking games. Dem- uh, Demonis Sabonis has settled into a standard triple double, double double form. Uh, he Sounds missed like a- my in and out order. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like anytime your big can just kind of quietly post 15 points, 16 rebounds, nine assists, uh, he did have four turnovers, but against the best rebounding team in the league, the Kings won. He dominated the inside. Yep. We talk about this all the time with, with Domas. If you're not going to have a seven-footer with some girth, yeah, he's he's going he is liable to push that player around. Yeah, it's game it's game on. Yep, like he's just going to throw you around. He yep. got a couple of blo- shots blocked, but at the end of the day, like he was just dominant. Yep. Okay. Really good game. Number five. We, we got a heater. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was a tray a tray day, right? So the crazy thing is, Trey Lyles had nine points on three or four shooting from long range in the first half. Um, he came off the bench and carried on what the starters had started. He started raining threes, and it changed the way that that game was played. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it became a three-point fest because you had another guy step into the role. He finished with 17 points, five rebounds, um, a career-high five made threes, I believe. Uh, just really, really impressive night from uh, from Trey Lyles as a you know another scorer for this team. I guess you could say it was... Training threes. It, yeah, it's training threes. Okay. Ah. Uh, yes. Number six. Number six, Megan Rain. Uh, Brooklyn came in third in the league in three-point makes. First in three-point percentage, but it was the Kings who... Uh, kept searching out the deep ball. They knocked down a fr- franchise record. 25 triples, outscored Brooklyn 75-42 to 42 from behind the arc. They scored 75. They scored more points from three-point range than they did from anywhere else, from the free throw line from two. I saw Trissy Rodriguez from NBC Sports tweet that the Kings had made 23 three-pointers. And I was like, that's a typo. <laughs> There's That's yeah. got to be a typo. There's no way. And yeah, we sure knew enough, they, go check that against the box score. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and they were sitting there Dang. 23, and you're like, oh, boom, 24. Oh, t- they, they just, just kept, kept going. They just kept shooting. It was like, oh, my goodness. I don't, know, I don't know if it's if it's the Kings specifically or just modern NBA, but it didn't – it was clear. It's like, man, they're having a good shooting night. But it didn't even register that they had hit 20-plus threes to me. It just didn't – Factor into my brain. That's why when I saw that, I'm like, that 23, that, that doesn't, that's a lot. They started <laughs> off, Kyle, it was wild. They started off, it was like nine of 11. Yeah. And they just kept hitting them. And then they went cold for a little while. They they ended up the half at like 11 of 20, mm-hmm. but then got it. Uh, Keegan Murray started firing in the third quarter, and it was like, okay, game, game over. Like, yeah, 11, 11 of 20 from three in the first half and 14 of 25 in the second half. They had five players hit three or more three-pointers. They had two really good three-point games last night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yes. go 11 of 20 or 14 of 25 in a game, you're like, yeah, hey, nice nice job. Well done from beyond the arc. That was it, each half. Some of these numbers are crazy. <laughs> Keegan Murray, 4-4. Four, four. Uh, five of six for, for Trey Lyles. Like, no one took a bunch of threes and was just bad. You know, Keon Ellis won a four. Um, Sasha missed his two threes. But, yeah, man, just even Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes snuck in there with a 14-point game. People are like, wait, I didn't see Harrison Barnes. Oh, yeah, he ended up with 14. Every yeah. Everyone shot in one. Yeah, Harrison Barnes. Uh, where was he? Hang on, where was he at? I was looking at the fourth quarter still. 
Yeah, five to seven. That's a good. That's a fine Harrison Barnes game. Yeah, that is well, like the two rebounds. I don't know. Yeah, don't love don't love that. But it's not like there were a ton of rebounds to go around when you got Domas eating up sixteen of them. Well, that and especially when everyone hits all their shots. So yeah. when your team shoots fifty one point one percent from the field and fifty five point six from three, well, that's wild. Tough night for Sasha. <laughs> Yeah, and, and uh, a little bit of a tough night for Kevin Herter. Just quiet, right? Six points, but that's okay because Malik Monk had his back. If you, that's funny. If you had, if you had told me, hey, the Kings hit twenty five threes, I'd have been like, dang, Kevin Herter must have gotten loose. Yeah, like that's five a, or that's six. A, that's an eight of twelve Kevin Herter game. Yeah, nah, no, <laughs> two of five. No, two I, five. I think the most impressive thing too is 38, 38 assists. Absolutely tremendous. Yeah. Like they're moving the ball, they're sharing, sharing is caring. Yeah. Thirty-eight assists, only thirteen turnovers. And we talked about that yesterday. Like, don't don't try and match up hunt. Don't try and do anything crazy or out of out of the ordinary. Yeah. Run your offense and they man, ran that kind of it last night. They were very, very good. All right. Elsewhere in the sports world last night, while the Kings were hitting twenty five threes against the Brooklyn Nets, the 49ers were clinching a playoff spot. There were a couple of Monday night football games, and we need to have this Malik Monk discussion. We will do all of that next on the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lubani, ESPN thirteen twenty, Sacramento Sports Leader. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. All right, lots of King stuff to get to, but I want to talk about some football real quick. We'll get to football again later, but the 49ers punched their playoff ticket last night after the Giants upset the Packers. I don't know. You you probably consumed none of that game. So No. So the the Giants are up 21-13. to 13. Packers get into deep field goal range. They miss. The Giants are going down, and they look like with just over three minutes to go, they look like they're going to go down and score and, and ice this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley has a sick run, stumbling, bumbling, gets, gets, gets his feet, and he's down the sideline. He falls and just fumbles. Okay. Just drops the ball. 
brutal. Packers pick it up. They go down, score a touchdown, miss the two-pointer. So they're up 22-21. There's a minute and a half left, and it's up to Tommy DeVito. Mm. And again, the, the 49ers needed either the Vikings, they needed to win, and then the Vikings to lose or the Packers to lose to clinch a playoff spot. And the Vikings, it was nothing, nothing, two minutes to go, and they wind up winning. And this one, it's like, dang, Niners are going to have to just do it themselves next week. But then Tommy DeVito, the legend, drives the Giants down, gets them into field goal range, and they kick a game-winning field goal with no time left to upset the Packers at MetLife Stadium and send the 49ers to the playoffs. Niners are going to go to the postseason. They were, they were, the ticket was punched. The Tommy DeVito story is one of my favorite things going right now. You know, this isn't it kind of the season of weird stories with quarterbacks? Weird, a lot of weird quarterback stuff. Justin Herbert now out for the year because of a fractured index finger on his throwing hand. Yeah. I mean, but that it feels like there's so many. I mean, like Joe Flacco is back in the league and winning games. Brock Purdy is in the MVP conversation, is Mr. Irrelevant, and is like the 14th most interesting quarterback thing. I, I know. Like the Josh <laughs> Dobbs thing is crazy. Um, like you just. Jake Browning, Sacramento Jake legend. Browning. Shout out yeah. Folsom High. Yeah. Even uh, Zach Wilson, like getting another that, uh, another opportunity. The, like. the, the Jets just whole thing. Everything the Jets have done at quarterback this year. Well, now and now what they're saying, Aaron Rodgers could come back on like Christmas. Nah, I don't. Like, I don't think there's any chance he actually comes back. I will tell you, uh, CJ Stroud, rookie uh, tearing it up. Oh yeah, just incredible. Yeah. Um. Uh. The what in Gardner uh, Minshew has Howell. the Colts in the playoffs. Yeah, Gardner Minshew, but Howell with all like yeah, he was leading the league in passing yards. All kinds of stats. Yeah. yeah. Um. Kevin Herter, a renowned. Uh, San Francisco. I mean, a New, New York, York yeah. New York Giants fan, a New York sports fan in general. Like he, he was very. Even though he had a rough game, he uh, or a quiet game, I'd say he had four fouls, so it kind of limited him. He was strutting a bit after the game because the Giants win. Do you think that's why he struggled? Was because he knew his G men were on TV <laughs> against the big bad Green Bay Packers. Uh, that's a that's a good question. I think that's got to be it. You need to ask him. Yeah. Next time you're out at, at practice, you got to be like, yeah, hey. he has like a, uh, like there's a locker room attendant who mm-hmm. is mutually, they are both Giants fans. Oh. And so he keeps them updated uh, on what's going on. I would, I would need to see, in fact, if Will Z can get on this, willzstats.com, I need to see Kevin Herter's stats on nights that the Giants also play. Oh. <laughs> oh, that would be telling. If Kevin's sitting on Just, the bench, it's like. A- <laughs> He's, it's like a Kyler Murray when when Call of Duty comes out, his stats are always like way worse yeah. for the next two months. He fully like hacks into <laughs> one of the the team's uh, iPads like on the bench, so he's like, like Kevin Herter is just grinding tape on the sideline. He loved to see a hard worker. <laughs> Kevin, he's like, come on, Saquon. Kevin, he goes out on the court like two quick fouls. Yeah. Mike Brown's got to pull him. Kevin's like, oh come on, oh that's Dude, okay. oh where's my iPad? <laughs> They're like, did you say come on Saquon? He's like, no, I said Keon. Come on. Keon. Come on, said, Keon. Come on, Keon. <laughs> Keon's sitting next to him on the bench. He's like, what? there's no one on our team named Tommy. There is no one on our team. I swear, there's what is happening? Single having? Tommy, not even a Tom. I was saying JaVale. Like, no, you weren't. You were saying Tommy. I know you were. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So Tommy DeVito's family. This is like a movie. It's a it, it, it typically a whole like Hey, underdog storyline can get played out, right? Yeah. But Tommy DeVito, everybody knows, kid lives with his parents because they live so close to MetLife Stadium. He's super Italian. 
His agent was at the game last night in like a zoot suit with like a black fedora. Unbelievable. And then his family brings out outside the stadium to just give to people like chicken cutlets and pasta. Oh. And passed it out as like a tailgate thing for just everybody. And I I feel like, I feel like I, I don't, I don't, I've been to New York, but a couple times I did not get to like soak in the whole, I was there for like a day. This is exactly what I imagine uh, an Italian family to be like based on everything I've seen in movies. That's, that's funny. When I, I, when I lived in Berkeley and I worked for Copeland sports in Berkeley, right? I had a, uh, a little like power lifter Italian guy that worked for me. Hell yeah. And, uh, like late at night they'd move all the racks and him and a couple of the, the dudes from Oakland would, um, throw a cardboard down and start break dancing. They'd like it would crazy, like wild. I'm stuff. sorry, what? They'd start break dancing. They'd throw cardboard down on the on the floor after we were closed, and they would start break dancing. And it was wild, like like they were so good. And they weren't like a crew; they were just like two guys that worked at or three guys that worked at Copeland. Uh, <laughs> but they were awesome. So anyway, this uh, this <laughs> sure. little Italian guy, he came over to our house and helped us make their family recipe, uh, like tomato sauce. Oh. And so and I bet it was just Oh yeah, it was incredible. And, and not only that, but we like we made like jars, like we canned stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely spectacular. And like he looked like a little Super Mario Brother dude. Like little <laughs> little buff dude. So yeah. Shout out to the powerlifting breakdancing yeah. sauce maker. They, were, they like would take a beanie off the rack and start doing head spins on, on a store bought beanie on a beanie that we were put back right. on the rack. Yeah. They're not that they have not bought. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I, I the Niners clinching a playoff spot to me like that didn't move me really. Mm-mm. And Kyle Shanahan even said yesterday the number one seed is where the focus is. Like just making the playoffs is not. And honestly, that was kind of refreshing. It was really refreshing that he said that, and that's the mode of the locker room. And not he didn't do the coach speak thing of yeah, just happy to be in the in the tournament, you know, and anything can happen when you get there, and you know we'll see. We'll just keep trying to play good football and blah blah blah. He's like, nah, I don't, I don't care about that. We're trying to, we got bigger goals. You know, it's funny though when Mike Brown says it. Do you still feel that way when he starts talking about championship, like, or are you like, okay, you're not there yet? No, I think I I feel the same way because I I don't. I don't think the the Kings are going to win a title this year. Yeah. But I think that's the logical next step for them. If they if they are going to take the step that Mike Brown and 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 they and and the fans want them to take, mm-hmm. I think it's going to require setting the goals higher than like, "Hey, let's see if we can be the 6th seed and sneak into the playoffs." Like that's not not. Nah, there's got to be 3 seed with 48 wins last year. Let's get to 55 wins and be a be a Two or one, three two seed, seed again. Yeah, yeah, one, two, three seed. Yeah, right, be a top three seed. This is about winning a playoff series because you look at when you go up and down, for me, when you go up and down the the West, <laughs> outside of apparently New Orleans, there's not a matchup that I'm looking at and going, I don't see it. You know, So if the goal for them was, yeah, let's just make the playoffs again, that would be great. Okay, like fine. And if they lose in the first or second round, it's not a failure of a season. But I think if they're going to take a leap, like they have... It's Domas and Fox and and Keegan Murray, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the core. 
that's the core that if they're going to win a title, it's going to be those three guys. Yeah. And you need to start setting that expectation now. So I, I, I don't feel differently when Mike Brown says it. Yeah, I, I also, I like that, you know, like there's a standard being set. And yeah. like, look, why not us mentality, I, I get. But also like when Mike Brown says, he said it a couple of times. He hasn't said it a bunch of times, but he, he says like, I didn't come here just to make the playoffs. Yeah. I came here to win a, win a chip. That's like, that's why I'm here. And that's, I, I think that that's something like, it's the same mentality that we're seeing from the 49ers. There's yeah. an expectation. Now the 49ers have been to the, the top of the mountain and fallen off like three times in the last five years. <laughs> so, But I, I think there are similar spots because the, the 49ers are in a place where they're looking at their core. It's the older guys. It's Kyle Juszczyk and Trent Williams and George Kittle turned 30 and Eric Armstead's been around for almost a decade now. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at this and going, hey, this has been a five-year window. These windows don't last forever. Yeah. And this team's going to start losing pieces. And this may be our last chance to make a run together. That's what they're looking at each other and saying. And I think the Kings, conversely, it's not exactly the same, but I think that they've got to be looking over this year and, and maybe next year going, man, with this group, if we're not getting it done, making improvements this year and then certainly making a real leap next year, then 2025, 26 is probably going to look a little different. Yeah. So I, I think they're in it in different spots, but kind of looking at the same at the same picture. Yeah. And I think the of course, the Kings window, they're at the beginning of their window. They're like year two of the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not even, maybe they're year one of the window, truly. Mm -hmm. um, and then whatever happens where the window goes, you know, we don't know. But mm -hmm. the Niners feel like, you know, the window is, is slowly starting to, to close. Oh, for sure. with Trent Williams. Yeah. Know? So, yeah, a, a lot of those guys are, you know, they're aging. So yeah, it no, happens. I, they're definitely at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Where and I and I say the end of it, not that, not that they can't be competitive next year or the year after that or the year after that, but with this particular group of players. Oh yeah, totally. With Debo Samuel and Trent Williams and George Kittle and Fred Warner and and even Christian McCaffrey at twenty seven for a running back. Sure, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. But I it, with with the Forty Nine ers guys and and Trent Williams has not been to the Super Bowl, but he's been on these these last two NFC title teams, mm -hmm. and he's thirty five. So he sees the light at the end of the tunnel for, for his career. And you have all these other Niners players who have been to a Super Bowl and lost and then been to two NFC title games and lost where they're looking at each other going, man, trying to make these runs is going to get more and more difficult. So you got to get it done now. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's where I, I draw the Kings comparison is if they're not getting it, you know, if they're not getting it done and they're falling short in, you know, the first or second round and just kind of moving laterally over the next two seasons they're probably going to look and go, man, you know what? This group is probably going to look a little different. And yeah. that's, like I said, same, same, same boat, but different places in that, in that spectrum. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. I'm trading all my draft picks again to move into the top 10 so I can draft a offensive tackle. That's all I'm doing. If I'm the Niners, let's, let's extend this thing. Let's extend this run. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, fascinated by what they what they look like in the draft and i think it's gonna yeah. depend a lot on what happens in the postseason yep um i was gonna talk about the dolphins but i don't have anything else to say about the dolphins yeah they're fraudulent yeah i think they're fraudulent with a ph yeah i could just i it, with, like with tyree kill sure 
But I don't, outside of that, with, with Jalen Phillips out, he's their best pass rusher, and I think their defense is still okay. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly not the same. And then when Tyreek Hill isn't isn't there, they're just not, I just don't buy them. But if Tyreek Hill's in and he's healthy, I think they can beat anybody. It, it's pretty crazy. You've seen the separation now. It's Baltimore 10-3, and three, Miami at 9-4, and four, but then Jacksonville, Kansas City, Cleveland at 8-5. and five. Like, the group has kind of separated. Yeah, yeah, and we'll do our we'll do our top five teams coming up a, a little bit later on. We're also giving away a PS Five a little bit later on. We are. It's a Jiffy Lube Christmas. Jiffy Lube hooking you up. They're also hooking you up with a one hundred dollar Jiffy Lube gift certificate. Head to ESPN thirteen twenty dot com right now. Hit that Jiffy Lube logo right on the front. Enter the code word Monk M O N K Malik Monk. He was our Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. Go enter that code and enter to win a one hundred dollar Jiffy Lube gift certificate. But that's not where Jiffy Lube's stopping. They got a PS5. Yep. NBA 2K24. A sweet insider's hoodie that I believe both of ours are in the wash because we have worn them so much. Yes. It's the hoodie I was wearing yesterday. James wore it on Friday. Get it in blue, red, or black. You'll also win that. We will let you know when to call and what number caller you need to be coming up a little bit later on in the show. Can we talk about Malik Monk? Yeah, let's do it. Is he... Hmm... I'm going to, this may be improperly wording it, but fix it as needed. Is he playing his way out of Sacramento? I don't think so. He like, just screams like, it just, he looks like a lead guard. Okay, like maybe he gets his own team and someone says, okay, Malik Monk is our guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, I think that you can create a situation here in Sacramento Mm-hmm. where he can be great in his role. Like, again, Lou Williams made the all-star team, right? Mm-hmm. I-, I believe. Um, I-, I think there was one year where him and uh, Montrezl Harrell were so good that, um, you know, like, he can be that good, and he can... Lou Williams did not make an all-star team, but he was the three-time six-man of the year. Okay. And and so maybe that's where he's going to come to the point where, like, hey, look... I- I, I want that type of a claim. I want to average 20 a game. I want to be this. I want to be that. But I also think that there's a possibility that he can do that in Sacramento. And I don't know. There might be a team. I haven't looked to see who has, you know, X amount of dollars in cap space for this summer. But I'm, I'm going to keep coming back to this, this fact that, you know, when you're looking at salary cap situations, in order for the Kings to lose him, someone would have to come in with a massive offer mm-hmm. that is straight cap space, right? Mm-hmm. And there's just not a lot of straight cap space. And if a team believes that that Malik can be that player and, and you know basically put a team on their back and and make them into a really good as a starting guard, that might be like the the opportunity is for him to go start. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I look at it, and I, there's plenty of opportunity here for for him to grow and to expand his role, and to to get up to 30 minutes a game and to average 20 points a game if that's something that that happens. As a guy who's in the rotation, whether he's a starter or whether he's finishing games, he's still going to be a major major player in their system. Um, I just think that it's tough because if you want to be, if the Kings want to improve defensively, they want to be great, all that stuff. You need Kevin Herter's size in the starting lineup. You need his three-point mm-hmm. shooting. 
even though Malik is a great three-point shooter at this point too, but you kind of need some of the things that Herter brings, and then you yeah. need that energy that he brings off the bench. I mean, if it's like the choice is to lose Malik Monk or make him the starting shooting guard, I think the Kings would think long and hard about about making him the starting shooting guard. But at the same time, like you're going to lose opportunity by moving into the starting lineup. Again, like look at what Kevin what Kevin Herter gets six shots last night. Mm. That's what starting shooting guard got. So you might be right, uh, but again, l- let's just say the mid-level exception is at like 11, 11 and a half million bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's all a really good team can offer Malik Monk. If they offer him that and a starting job, is that enough to, yeah, and, to lure and, him away? Or is 17 and a half million and a, a six-man role in Sacramento, you know, starting salary of seventeen and a half and and twenty million a year over four year basically. It's like a four year eighty. Is that enough to keep him? And I'm going to say it might be enough to keep him. I also think winning is going to matter too. Well, I don't I, know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if a bad team throws a bag at him. If that's going to interest him, like would being the lead guard on a team that's not going to make the playoffs, or they might fight for a play in spot. Is that better to him and and i don't know I, I i genuinely don't i think he likes being in sacramento and i think he likes playing on this team and i think I, I i assume based on what i see and the joy that he plays with that he likes the role that he likes his role on this team and you can be the six man playing 30 plus minutes a night on a team that's going to go win 50 plus games and you're going to make deep playoff runs or you can make a few extra million a year and be a starter and get your get your shots and average 20 on a team that may or may not even make the playoffs. Yeah, and I don't know that you want to start over at like 25, 26 on a team that's just bad. Yeah. And if you see mm. a window here where like the acclaim will be there, like winning six man of the year, we're, we're already seeing Mike Brown like start to say it, but this is about the point last year where he said it. And then from like the second week of December until almost the end of January, Malik Monk, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Like mm. he had like a prolonged shooting slump and it's because he hadn't been relied on to be that type of player before. Mm. I want to see what he looks like. I want to see him get through this season. And I want to see, you know, if he's got the juice to, to be this player in the playoffs again mm. and, and, you know, to keep taking these steps because that's when you're going to be like, okay, maybe there is a team out there that says like, look, let's throw all caution to the wind. But if you, you have like a bunch of like I don't know what the free agent class looks like. I you know again these it's are not things. great. Yeah, these are things that I usually look up later in the season. Yeah, but like look if if it's someone offers him thirty million dollars a year in a starting role, yeah. he's gone. He's got he's hundred percent taking that. Like there's yeah. no way the Kings can compete with that. But if it's eighty million dollars in a lateral move or eighty million dollars someone else is giving him and he's going to be a starter. Mm-hmm. I think he would probably have to think long and hard about staying in Sacramento alongside De- De'Aaron Fox and and working out his situation here. I said 30 minutes a night. He's at 25.2 this year. But he's shooting, oh my gosh, he's shooting 43.2% from three. Yeah. When his feet are set. On 6.3 a game. Man, when his feet are set, he is a knockdown three-point shooter, which is something that, like, again, the fact that the L.A. Lakers had no way to retain him. This is one of those guys that could have been like tremendous for them. Like the type of player that they needed to go alongside uh, LeBron James and they weren't able to keep him. You know, what's incredible about Malik Monk 
Do you know what he shot from three his first three seasons? Oh, it was bad. He's yeah. 32.2%. And since then, in the four seasons, three plus seasons since then, he's shooting 38.7%. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte doesn't doesn't really know how to develop talent, or at least they didn't in that, that stretch. So that's, so that's kind of what I wonder is is when I when you when we talk about, because like you said, if some team throws $30 million at him, he's taking it. Yeah. And I would not begrudge him an ounce. Nope. On the other hand, he's been in Charlotte when Charlotte was not good. Mm-hmm. And then he spent a year with the Lakers. And then he comes to Sacramento. And he's done a lot of winning. I imagine at some point that's way more attractive than, oh, hey, you're going to be the starting guard. Like, oh, you're going to start. And you're going to play 34 minutes. You're going to get nine. Look at all the extra shots you're going to get. You're going to be a 20 point a night guy. Yeah. He just doesn't strike me. And maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't know the guy. But he just doesn't strike me as having being somebody that that would that that would that alone would appeal to. Yeah, I mean, again, like people are in, like you never know who's whispering in his ear and all that stuff. That's true. Like he's got to be in a situation where he can succeed long term. I, I would hope. Like I hope that that's what he's looking for. Um, but you know, again, like three years ago, there was a good chance he was out of the, out of the league. Like he, it, like things were going the wrong way for him. Mm-hmm. And for him to recover, to be this player, to find a home, all that stuff, like you have to value that as a player. I hope he does. And like he's a good dude and, and he's super funny. And, you know, even like he came in the locker room last night in pregame and I'm like, how you feeling? He's like, I'm good, man. I'm good. He's like, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're we're all good. He just has a spirit about him. He He lightens the mood. And I also wonder what that looks like in like 36 minutes or 34 minutes. If he's got to be a leader, if he's got to, if he has to take on these other things Mm -hmm. that maybe like he's really good as the glue guy and the, the fun guy, he's Mm -hmm. really good in that role. But what does he look like when he has to lay down the law and he's right. The head of the snake fade to the background. Yeah. When, when all those things and they ask you to be something different and you know, I'd be, I'd be really interested to know what other GMs think about him. Because we see him on the King's second unit, and it's a very good second unit, regardless of what lineup he's running with. Yeah. Like, that changes. if It feels like nightly. But he's just been really good. And on some nights, he's scoring a ton. Some nights, he's distributing a ton. And some nights, like last night, he's doing both. And I wonder if it, the GMs look at what happened last night and what's happened several times this year where he's just been a really good, like, second point guard. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many GMs look and go, hey, that's our, that could be the guy. Or do they all look and go, yeah, he's a he's a high level six man, and yeah. that's that's I I I feel like that's probably the case. Yeah, and but then I, he plays like last night, and I I think there's GMs that look at that and go, he should be our starting point guard. I mean, he started 37 games for the Lakers mm-hmm. like two years ago, right? So I mean, like, look, this is a player who like there is a like a a track record here of success. Mm-hmm. but it's not like the success is so over the top that you're like, okay, we have to do everything to go get him. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's I where... Agree. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. It only takes one team to to one, like throw the whole monkey wrench in, you know, like to just mess the whole thing up. You, may, I mean, you said it about last year, how he kind of hit that, hit that wall for 
a lot of January and February. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like he has to sustain this for yeah. this to be a thing. If his numbers all of a sudden come back down and by by April he's averaging 13 points again and he's shooting, you know, sub 40% from three. And Yeah, as of right now, he's a guaranteed 15 to $20 million player on the open market, guaranteed. Like mm-hmm. there's teams all over the league that would take him without any question as their six man. So it's it's whether he can sustain that and become like a twenty five or thirty million dollar player. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, like, and whether he even gets that opportunity in Sacramento, yeah, because you're always gonna play second fiddle to Fox at well, this point. Well, if he's becoming a twenty five to thirty million dollar a year player, the Kings are gonna win a lot. Oh, totally. And and that would include the playoffs. So oh, yeah, yeah. If that's what he becomes, I think the Kings would probably take it because. Gives him a real shot to make noise this year. Yeah, totally. And I would look at him like right now in the Bruce Brown category where there are going to be a bunch of teams that are really interested, but mm-hmm. whether or not they've got enough money to go get him and whether he fits the role they want, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and whether he can just get that in Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a really interesting rest of the season for Malik Monk and an interesting offseason as well. Let's dive back into Kings Nets. Last night, the Kings beat the Nets 131-118. Let's discuss that game, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's all coming up next in the second hour right here on The Insiders. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.